Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. All right, Seth, I know you want to jump the gun, so go right ahead. I let you do it because you, you jumped in front of me last time. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Post-Purchase Podcast. We are excited today. We have a very special guest that we met at a um, a really unique conference for Amazon sellers that is completely outside of the scope of, of what most people in this industry do. And that's what Sean and I are addicted to is finding new ways to connect with people and new ways to market our products and services, right? So today we have Mr. Jason Lowe, who is the chairman of the Lowe family group of companies. Jason, um, when we met out there in Arizona, I could tell you guys have a wealth of experience and we had to get you on the podcast to talk about um, some of the struggles that you've been experiencing selling on Amazon yourself and the (laughs) solutions that you built around making your life so much easier. Jason, welcome to the show. Uh, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're well, excited well, to have you, Jason. I love it, Jason. So uh, what I like about this already, Seth, is that Jason is in, he's in the green room with his phone out recording his screen. He's like, I can't believe how awesome this is because <laughs> these tools, Jason, are, are a, uh, a wealth of information as well, right? So absolutely, um, I, I pointed that out. I was like, that's pretty cool. This guy's pretty smart. So uh, Jason, um, before we get too far ahead of ourselves and start dropping a bunch of corny dad jokes, tell me about your history. Where are you from? How'd you get to where you're at and why did you create your company? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, I, I'm originally born and raised in a small mining and forestry community in Timmins, Ontario, Canada. And my entrepreneurial journey began in July of 2008. And prior to that, I was in the corporate world. I was a senior partner uh, with Dell. Uh, so I worked in technology every day and I thought that that was my lot in life and I was doing extremely well. And a domino tipped over for me in my life. And I was introduced to the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, which I had no idea what that even was back in July of 08. But a very good friend of mine, an established entrepreneur, um, often said that success leaves clues. And he invited me to come to a conference and learn about this process. And that completely changed my life. And fast forward to today, we have 11 operating companies in our family group of businesses, uh, a few of which are tied directly to e-commerce with the easy FDA platform and with our Amazon resale business, which is going to do north of 15 million in profitable sales this year. And back in July of 2019, when I met the original two gentlemen who started that business, they were averaging about 30000 a month. And so we've grown that business exponentially since uh, 2019. And uh, all the credit to my teammates, uh, I'm surrounded by wonderful people and um, I just can't give them enough credit. If things weren't going well and we were on the show today, then I'd be the one <laughs> taking all the responsibility for that. But I have to really dish out all the credit uh, where it's due and that's to all of my teammates. But my journey as an entrepreneur uh, really would not have been as um, enjoyable, even through the downs, if it weren't for great mentors. And so I'm really the sum parts of everyone who's mentored me. And I pay it forward now on shows like this and with audiences like yours uh, just to to give. And both of you gentlemen know the event that we were at with Joe Polish 
his philosophy, which is amazing. Uh, the world gives to the giver and takes from the taker. Uh, so that true. is just so true. Like there's been so much abundance created by giving and really paying it forward. What I mean by paying it forward is paying it forward with uh, helping people learn from the mistakes that we've made, providing tools and resources that have really helped amplify and accelerate the growth of our businesses, not just in the e-commerce side, but in our personal lives as well. It's helped to create a lot of financial abundance. And that when you have a peaceful, stress-free way of life financially, um, there's really there's really no way to to articulate that to someone in the form of numbers or growth or spreadsheets or exactly. it's just a, it's an amazing feeling. And so that's what I hope to inspire, you know, your listeners around uh, along with some of the innovations that we've been uh, blessed to, uh, okay. to create. Well, we're going to jump into that shortly, but I love the way this is going already. Seth and I uh, put out, we published three books last year. And a lot of the stuff that we talk about in our books is all about creating offers. And when you're creating an offer, I don't care if you're trying to sell the lady next door on going out of date with you, sell your house, your boat, or your uh, your service or your product. What Seth and I are huge proponents for, Jason, I know you'll love this, is leading with a ton of value. If I can yeah. in that relationship and give and give and give and give until I just wear you down, <laughs> if you're any type of human at all, you want to reciprocate naturally. It's just... You know, it's it's the ancient law of uh, reciprocity, right? So, Seth, I know you have some questions prepared for Jason. What do you got? Yeah, I do. So when we were at that Joe Polish event, like you mentioned, Jason, one of the things that came out in our conversation is you have been growing this amazing Amazon business, like you mentioned, $15 million in, in top line. Um, and some of the things that you were struggling with originally was, man, there's a ton of documentation to to move product around across borders and all these things, especially if they require some type of certification and things like that. So Jason, let's just jump right into it. Um, what was the big struggle that, that you were facing and uh, what did you do to fix it? Well, uh, I'll tell you, moving product into the United States uh, that requires food and drug administration prior notice submission. So for any of your listeners who are importing product into the United States that require that, you may already be familiar with how uh, manual the task is of completing that prior notice submission, how costly it is. Even if you outsource it, the outsourcers are doing it manually. We're the only provider that's doing it um, electronically, utilizing proprietary software that we've developed to achieve that. And what gave rise to that solution was the problem. You know, I sit down in all my companies, I do a monthly OPEX review where we review all the operating expenses and anybody who sells on these platforms like Amazon, you already have a very intimate understanding of fees and the costs associated with doing business. So the last thing you need is to be adding cost where you could be taking it out of the business and creating more profit. So I was looking at this FDA and I didn't even know what that was. So I met with my teammates and I said, mm -hmm what is this line item FDA and why is it costing us so much money? So they said, well, it's a really manual process. I said, show me, show me the process. And I thought, oh my God, aside from the fact that I needed four Tylenol after watching somebody go through the process of doing this, I said, certainly there's got to be a human being out there on planet earth who has the capability to help us automate this. Wow. So we, we invested a lot of money, a lot of time, and energy in automating this process where we take a manual FDA submission, which can take upwards of 15 to 20 minutes to complete. 
So imagine if you're importing a lot of product into the U.S. for resale, that adds up to a lot of money. And we compress that down to less than two minutes utilizing our software platform. And so we began to obviously utilize the solution internally for ourselves. And then we thought, maybe there are other importers that are experiencing the same problem that we are. And so we began to uh, share this solution and um, we love it. You know, we love meeting with other resellers. We customize the delivery of the easy FDA solution for them. Um, And we're happy to do that for any of your listeners who would benefit from the gift of that service. And I promise you it's going to not only improve your profitability, it's going to increase your efficiency, which increases your inventory turnovers because you don't have product delayed at the border or heaven forbid turned away from the border because you didn't do things properly. So if you think of all the sequence of steps and you add more efficiency to each sequence then you've got more profitability, increased inventory turns, more cash flow. The list goes on and on. I love it. So we often hear, uh, Jason, that a necessity is the mother of invention. And so when you saw this as an <laughs> entrepreneur, <laughs> you said, wow, what a great opportunity to simplify yeah. it. So basically, you've taken this long headache process that no one looks forward to, like getting a root canal, and you've systematized it. And you've created a system to make that easier So all we're really doing is leveraging the experience and tools and software that you've built to make our businesses easier. Like, why do we want to sit around and do paperwork? I mean, when's the last time you called a travel agent to book a flight? You know, I'm trying to convince my father that travel agents and insurance agents are ancient history, you know, that we buy everything online now. So what a remarkable uh, uh, benefit to to sellers out there who don't have to worry about this and instead can focus on the day-to-day business. Where am I going to get my next sale? Where am I going to get my next customer? How am I going to grow my business? Forget all the FDA red tape. And thankfully, Seth and I have launched over 1,000 private label products. And we're only a couple of those products where we had to slow down and take a look at FDA. Um, uh, The first of which was kind of funny. It was a a male enhancement product, put it that way. Sort of a uh, traction device that's supposed to enhance the appearance, not the use of the, uh, of the male tool. So I'll, I'll save that for a uh, PG 13 episode, but we'll try to keep it clean here. Seth. Yep. So, so Jason, um, you know, basically easy FDA is the proprietary software and tool that you created to basically make this, uh, laborious process way easier and save you time and money. Right. So That's right. if anybody is selling, um, a product that requires FDA registration and you have to fill out this paperwork manually and you're importing it into the United States and check out easyfda.com. So who is right now, Jason, your perfect client? I think it's pretty obvious. So uh, let's just jump right into that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I would say the the folks that we most love to work with are folks that uh, embrace increased efficiency and profitability um, and don't jump over dollars chasing after nickels. And so for us, we're the best priced in the marketplace, hands down. Um, There isn't any other outsource provider who's doing this electronically and utilizing technology. There are many outsource providers, including some of the largest courier companies on the planet who are doing this manually. And they charge you upwards of $20 to $25 per submission. And our um, clients invest a fraction of that price to automate and to get it done even quicker. And so there's no sense transferring a manual process to someone else who's going to do it manually. You're not going to get the increased efficiency. And so for us, it's all about uh, working with people who possess that optimum mindset, who say, 
yeah, I want to embrace technology. I see the value in that. I understand how it's going to improve my profitability. And uh, like I was sharing with you guys uh, before we hit the record button, one of the things that came up at the ASD uh, trade show here in Vegas, I was speaking uh, to a, a jam-packed conference room of entrepreneurs in this space. And what they were also really intrigued by was how we finance our business. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit here, but we utilize that very same process to create the easy FDA platform. And that process that I'm describing is the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. And I didn't really realize just how, uh, how much uh, interest that would generate at that event. People were approaching me and talking to me and we created this whole amazing package of resources that we just gave away. And uh, the response was just overwhelmingly positive from folks uh, in attendance. And so hopefully we can transfer some of that value to your listeners too. Yeah. So uh, Jason, let's go ahead and uh, unpack that. What is the best way to finance an e-commerce business and how well, do we do it? If, when you think about you know, growing your e-commerce business or even starting at whatever stage you're at, you need the use of money, plain and simple. And to scale it and grow it, you need more capital, you need more capability. And the example that I shared with the entrepreneurs in attendance here in Las Vegas was in our warehouse, we buy these uh, shrink tunnel machines that allow us to move product through much faster from the moment it's received in our warehouse to the moment it's turned around and it goes out to Amazon distribution centers. And these devices are quite expensive. They're quite an investment, 30 plus thousand dollars just for the equipment, let alone the power upgrades, the supplies that you need to run it, et cetera. And we could have paid cash. We could have leased it. We could have financed it. But all three of those methods would involve a permanent transfer of money away from our business. Think about it. You store money in someone else's bank, you deplete the money, you go buy the equipment. You've got the equipment, someone else has all your money. You can't use it again, you can't <laughs> save it again, you can't earn interest on I it again. I love how he's breaking this down. So it's not. making it very simple to understand. If you lease it, you're making a payment for something you'll never own. So that every payment that you're making is someone else's passive income. <laughs> so what's right? the solution? The third option is what? Financing it. But if you finance it, you got to qualify for the financing. And anybody who's listening would rather take a, a ballpoint pen and stab themselves in the face <laughs> than have to deal with a conventional lender to deal with things. So what we do, this is going to be really shocking to your listeners, honest to goodness. So we store money inside of dividend-paying participating whole life insurance policies. Holy smokes. Talk and about unorthodox. I know. So this is completely unorthodox. Here's why. These contracts, what I didn't know before I impl began implementing this process in my own life 16 years ago, so I've been doing this for a while, these policies begin to accumulate cash value immediately, and you can borrow against that accumulation on demand on your terms. So imagine as a business owner, do we value control as business owners? Almost so number one. <laughs> if we have ready access to capital on demand on our terms, how much capital do we not want residing inside of the, the tool that gives us all that control? Okay. And so okay. the way that we did it is really simple. You're loving it. If I can see your mind working over there. Isn't that good? <laughs> so we pick up the phone. We call the life insurance company. And we say, yeah, we need to request a policy loan for $35,000. The insurance company asks you two questions. Would you like us to electronically deposit that money into your bank account? Or would you prefer that we mail you a check? 
the repayment schedule of that loan is on our terms, nobody else's. However, here's the kicker. Our pool of financial value, that cash value that I was referencing, continues growing uninterrupted. So every product that's moving through that shrink tunnel every day of every week that we're operating is producing profit. And our pool of financial value that we borrowed against to buy that piece of equipment is also growing every single day. So the next time we need more equipment to scale our business. Brilliant. I love it. I love creative financing. Seth actually taught me how to use my own brokerage account to borrow money. There you go. Like at the lowest interest rate possible and not even hit my credit score. This is like, this is (laughs) your idea. Here's the the other thing. So these report, these loans are not reported to TransUnion. They're not reported to Equifax. (laughs) They're private loans because you co-own the life insurance company. So if you're a business owner and you have the opportunity to start up, to crank up a new business that is contractually guaranteed to be profitable and you pay no tax on the buildup, you've got a a guaranteed ever-increasing death benefit. God forbid when that day comes and that day will come for everybody who's listening. When you graduate, and there's a tax-free windfall that shows up exactly when it's needed the most, but you're utilizing all of that living benefit to grow your company while you're alive. Who would not want to co-own a business that's producing that? I'm logically over here. If you just over. ask yourself logically, and this was all predicated on the process of becoming your own banker, which becoming my late banker. mentor, R. Nelson Nash, the gentleman that you see listed here, R. Nelson Nash developed this process and I have to give him all of the honor and and all of the uh, credit. I was blessed beyond the definition of good fortune to be mentored by him for so many years. And we lost him in March of 2019. He, in, uh, he was 88 years young when he passed. And But um, this process changed my life personally and professionally. I can see this, that. This is what gave rise to all of our companies, which are operating profitably. You can't see it, but I actually have uh, goosebumps on my arms now. I'm thinking about all of the opportunity. Isn't that so good? I'm, you know, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I've never owed anyone a penny. I've never borrowed money. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm buying this uh, vehicle. It was only like 40 grand or something last year. And Seth's like, wait a second. Why don't you leverage your brokerage account to do that? And I said, what? Why would I want to do that? And he like spells it out for me. And then I start thinking about, I'm like, holy cow, that makes a hell of a lot of sense Yeah, because I'm borrowing for myself, hence becoming my own banker. But let me ask you this. If that life insurance policy appreciates, which it does, and you have that cash value profit, if you borrow against that and use it to buy something, isn't that considered tax-free money because it's a loan, not so much uh, income? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you got it. And and look at it from look at it from this vantage point because you and I are cut from the same cloth. I have operated all of our businesses debt-free since inception, but it's impossible to owe nobody nothing. You you're you're all, unless you're homeless and destitute, <laughs> right? You've got bills, you've got um products to purchase, you've got invoices to pay, you've got uh employees to pay, etc. It's impossible to owe no man nothing. Well, here's your next book. This is going to show you how to start a business with no money. There you go. Finance it with your customers' uh, purchases. There you go. <laughs> Love it. And But the, the, the key teaching point is that you're always working with borrowed money, meaning you either pay interest to access someone else's pile of money or you permanently lose 
the opportunity that your cash could have earned in interest. So you either pay up or you give up. Most people just simply don't understand that. They might pay lip service to it, but very few people actually reckon with that. And I'm here to tell you. You have our audience's attention because they're coming in and they're not leaving. Uh, That's awesome. This is real. Now, Seth, I know I'm going to make you eat your words from earlier when you said, oh, my gosh, bleep. I won't say his name or her name, maybe. You said, this is the best interview we've done all day. I know this one's taking the cake for you, Seth. This is speaking your language, isn't it? <laughs> it um, is speaking my language. And actually, Jason, let's let's break it down because I'd like to know like the difference between the situation you're describing with infinite banking versus the situation that Sean described where he's got this portfolio sitting out there where he's able to borrow against it at any yeah. time and then pay it back on his terms. So it sounds very, very familiar. And that, that really expanded that. Sean... Like Sean's mind because he's like, oh, my equity can continue to grow yeah. and then I can utilize my capital any point I want and then pay it back whenever I want. And so how how is this different? How is the infinite banking process different from taking a margin loan against your equity? That's a really good question. You know, the the primary difference is that inside of the, the policy uh, or the system, ideally the system of policies, the total cash value cannot go backward. So the policy itself cannot lose value. That contractually guaranteed growth, the life insurance company itself is on the hook to satisfy that contractual guarantee. It's not correlated to the performance of a stock market or a real estate cycle or the economy or what's happening with political turmoil or anything of that nature. So you go to bed tonight, you wake up tomorrow morning, your net worth has increased. You go to bed tomorrow night, you wake up the following morning, your net worth has increased. It cannot go backward. So we're not dealing with any risk or volatility, but more importantly, the ability to borrow against that accumulation is at a minimum of 90%, 90%. And wow. so uh, in terms of how that would compare, I'm not familiar with other uh, leveraging you know, um, processes where maybe there's something in terms of a loan to value that... Um, there's, there's maybe a ceiling there or a capacity there, but there all, all I can tell you, so. 75, the, yeah, 75%. Well, so, what I love about it though, is that the income that my, that my holdings are throwing off is actually paying for that interest only <laughs> payment. And yeah. then I don't have to bite the bullet until it's time to sell that asset yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or turn it over. And, and I mean, this is like, this is right up my alley. We totally went off script here because we're supposed to be talking about easy. <laughs> but as entrepreneurs, you know, it's, it's important that we hear things like this. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm 46 or 45 years old when Seth opened my eyes to, Hey, use your existing assets. Yeah. You don't need to go out there and borrow money. And now I'm addicted to it. I'm trying to find something else to buy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, here, here's the deal. Look at it from this perspective and, and Seth, this will be uh, a great, um, a great thought exercise, I think, for all of our listeners as well. If you imagine all the money that you've spent up to this point in your lifetime, and it doesn't matter on what it was that you spent the money, could you write me a check for that amount of money right now? Man, I wish I could. <laughs> right. that That's really one of the most frequent responses, honest to goodness. It's because all of that money has been permanently transferred away from you. Not just you, but every future generation that comes after you. So the difference with this process is that you- What a convicting statement. Isn't that good? And so not only do you become a co-owner of the company, the lender, (laughs) you co-own the lender, you control the repayment schedule, but you also participate 
in the profitability generated by that life insurance carrier in the form of dividends. And whenever you hear the word dividend, you think, oh my God, here comes the IRS. (laughs) That's not the case at all. These dividends are not triggering a taxable event. They're increasing the size and growth of an acceleration of growth inside of the policy or the system of policies. Here's the deal. We started back in July of 08, as I mentioned earlier, with one policy. We have 67 policies in our family banking system now. I was going to ask that question. Do you create a policy for each specific purchase? Absolutely. And the key people that I'm in business with. So Seth, Sean, if we said, hey, we're going to go into business together, I'd say, well, you need to understand one of the conditions is that I have to be able to insure your lives because God forbid, if the unthinkable happened, I want to make sure that your families never have a bad financial day for the rest of their lives, first and foremost. And secondly, I want to make sure that the business has the resources to carry on and to um, recruit talent to help us carry on and continue to grow. And when you think about this, my premiums are about 590,000 a year. Okay. And so you're not putting a chunk of cash in a, in a paid up full policy, right? No, no, no. I'm I'm funding it. This makes even more sense. Yeah. Because here's like, okay, I'm a guy that's just getting started. I don't have cash. I need to go buy this $80,000 piece of equipment. Yeah. I need to have that policy in place, but you're saying finance the insurance policy, not the equipment and let that grow with you. This is freaking brilliant. You got it. Because the, the fundamental truth is that your money must reside somewhere. Would you agree that that's a fundamental truth? I believe that would be a, a law of uh, financial physics, yes, but I can't. Okay, and so, I, have to, I have to write it out on paper and follow the money, but I'll take so your word for it. Here's a logical question, right, for all of our listeners. Here's a logical question. If you know that you can create this entity and you can you can warehouse money in this entity, you get contractually guaranteed daily growth that can't go backward. You participate in the profitability because you co-own that company that requires none of your time, none of your talent, none of your energy. You participate in the form of dividends that attract no tax. You have ready access to capital on demand on your terms. Where were you when I was a teenager and I started my first business? Well, I'm not done. You pay no no tax on the daily buildup. You pay no tax on the death benefit proceeds. You get to finance all the things. You control how you control how you finance all the things that you need throughout your lifetime. The logical question is, how much of your capital do you not want residing there? Slap me. This is crazy. All right. I'm going to ask you a very simplified question, okay? A a simple person asking a simple question. Please dumb this down for me, all right? Just and this is not hypothetical. This is something that's happening right now. Sure. Right now, I'm helping my son hopefully purchase his first investment piece of real estate. Ah, that's awesome. Purchase price. He's 15 years old. Yeah. Um, and he's on fire for business. And um, basically, purchase price. Let's say it's 150 thousand dollars. Yeah. How would I coach him to do it using your method? The very first thing that he needs to do is he needs to understand the problem so that the solution will actually matter to him. He's got to get his hands on a copy of this book, Becoming Your Own Banker, and he's got to read it. It's a 92-page read, takes less than an afternoon to get through. But that's going to clarify the problem so that the solution matters to him. Then what he needs to do is he needs to um, capture any insights that come up, any clarifying questions that he has, 
and he's got to connect with the right person on my team. And like I shared with you guys earlier, the very same bundle of resources, about $700 plus worth of resources on this exact subject, our family banking boot camp, all of our video-based resources, um, some reading material, the list goes on. I'm going to give that to your listeners, and I have no expectation of anything in return. All they need to do, do is go to esellerwealth.com. Again, that's esellerwealth.com. And when they get there, they just enter their coordinates. They get instant access to that basket of resources that if it even has a fraction of the impact on any of you listening that it's had on me, it's going to open your eyes to a whole new financial world. It's going to help you develop a peaceful, stress-free way of life financially, and most important, to build a future that's bigger than your past. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to create a future that's bigger than their past? I haven't talked to anybody yet who's sensible, who said, no, gosh, you know, I'd rather things just stay the same. And Yeah, I have enough know. zeros in my bank account, Jason. Like, come on. So at esellerwealth.com, is there like, is this lead capture? Is everything just open? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. just, uh, we, we just need to know who you are. So coordinates means name, address, phone number, yeah, email. Thank okay. You. All right, I all just, right. I use that term internally um, quite often, but yeah, you're right. We just need to know who you are, how we can stay in touch with you, and uh, you'll get instant access to all those resources. It's my gift to your listeners. And uh, the value is, um, is real. It's not, um, and what you'll find too, anybody who's uh, dealt with us will tell you the same thing. Okay. There's absolutely nobody who's going to try to back you into a corner and twist your arm or any of that other bull crap. We're going to give, 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 give. If you like what you see and you like what you hear, get connected with the right person on my team. And if you don't, as long as you leave happy, that's okay too. <laughs> All right. So let's shift gears real quick. Let's talk sure. about Easy FDA. Sure. I know that you've created an amazing offer for those sellers who are part of our podcast. Absolutely. Our listenership where they can get a uh, free trial on the Easy FDA platform. You want to talk about that real quick and then we'll move Absolutely. into the fun segment, yeah. Jason. Thank you. Um, and to anyone who wants to take advantage of that offer, uh, just head on over to easyfda.com. Again, that's easyfda.com. Pretty creative name, by the way. And <laughs> like you know, pre pretty straightforward. And yep. when you get there, schedule a time to connect with one of our team members. Uh, they'll get a, a develop a deeper understanding of what your needs are around the FDA compliance process, prior notice submissions. We're going to give you a basket of um, tickets, if you will, that you can redeem and actually test drive our platform at no cost whatsoever. And again, if you if you like uh, the outcome and it helps improve your efficiency and your inventory, the speed at which your inventory gets to the platform to be sold, then at that point, we'll work out uh, a custom package for you for ongoing uh, utilization. Okay. All right. I like it. Seth? I like it too. So Jason, we have a fun segment of our show that we end with every single time. I'm going to ask you the first fun question, which is you've got all this experience. You've, you've, uh, you come into, you know, the, the event that you and I were at yeah. uh, acting like an owner, you know, you're the only guy there that's relaxed. It seems like <laughs> because you're the only guy that actually owns his business. You're not operating and, and you can tell with how you come off. I, I heard this story one time about a guy that enters a conference at like 11 AM. He's wearing a flannel shirt and a beer and he's got a beer in his hand. And it's like, you know, that's the guy I want to be that owns <laughs> yeah. the business that's operating so good. 
that he's just there to, to soak it in, right? So yeah. that, I feel like that's you, which I love being around you because of that. So um, Thank you. Know, knowing that, how did you get there? What is your favorite all-time bi- uh, business book? Oh, wow. That is such a great question. I'm giving you a hint. It's on the screen. <laughs> My goodness. Well, I, I, I ha- again, I have to say to you that um, the, the book that changed everything for me was Becoming Your Own Banker. And uh, so, Sean, you hit the nail right on the head. And uh, mm-hmm. this particular book, had I not been introduced to this process back in July of 08, had I not read this book, had I not been blessed beyond the definition of good fortune to be mentored by Nelson for so many years before he passed, uh, the three of us would not be having this conversation uh, together today. But I do want to say, if I may, just encourage everybody, uh, outside of reading, make sure that you're connecting and networking with really great coaches, mentors, people who can help guide you, who can help hold you accountable, uh, who can help inspire you and can help you avoid a lot of mistakes that can be very, very costly. And I think it's just so important to have great people. And I share with my teammates all the time in any of our companies, I use the expression always alongside, never above, never below, always alongside. (laughs) I work alongside my teammates. I'm not above them. I'm not below them. I'm alongside them. And when you develop a culture like that, um, you can overcome any obstacle together and you can grow a great culture where you attract more great people who have shared, you know, really uh, shared common values around family, respect, um, responsibility, integrity, gratitude, all those things that matter. And so the book, Becoming Your Own Banker, if you read it with an open mind, I promise you it's going to open your eyes to a whole new financial world. And it's going to impact you personally and professionally um, in a way that I simply cannot articulate. All right. Well said and uh, very, very solid advice for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, whether veterans or fledgling Amazon sellers. I think it's great advice. Yeah. You know, we met you at a conference that, you know, it's like it's it's one of those conferences where someone should have written a book on how to how to buy the most outrageous, gaudy looking sneakers to wear on stage. And, um, you know, so the next time I go, I'm going to be wearing something that stands out and screams, hey, look at me. Because that seems to be the going thing. And it's like, you know, it's like the old adage, you walk into a room full of people. How do you know who the billionaire is? Right. You don't have to know because he'll be the first guy to tell you. (laughs) Everybody I met at the Genius Network has his own private jet, you know, and they're all talking about the next next level. So talking about money, uh, Jason, what's something that you've uh, purchased in the last 12 months? Some may seem it's a splurge, but you definitely don't regret it. And why? Oh, uh, well, I, I, it's not a something. It it's not a something. Um, you know, I give away 15% of everything that I earn. Okay. And, uh, and I absolutely love it. And when I say I give it away, I mean that uh, we give to individuals and to organizations. Um, I'm a very big believer in that. And um, the abundance just keeps coming. And so I find that the 15% of what I earn is becoming a bigger number every quarter. <laughs> That's good. That's and a good problem to have. Is this I'll, part of some uh, religious tithing or is it just your philosophy? Um, you know, I grew up in in a home uh, where there wasn't anything silver and uh, we struggled. And my parents argued a lot about money. And this was during the early 1980s when inflation skyrocketed and interest rates peaked at 21.5%. And 
I was a toddler at the, the same time. age then. Are you about, I'm 47. I'm 48. 47. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember those eighties. <laughs> oh man. That was uh that was a really painful time for my sister and I, and I always, I, I can tell you as sure as I'm sitting here, I programmed my mind as a toddler to say someday, um, someday things are going to be different and I'm going to help others the way that we received help from others. And I'm just going to amplify that. that. And can I share something real quick with you guys? Absolutely. Please do. And I hope that it, again, for anybody who's running a business out there, I hope that this inspires you as well. I promise it's going to bring more abundance every single quarter. So we have a profit sharing program in all of our companies and we look inside the profit pool every 90 days. We take 50, 50% of that profit pool and we distribute it amongst all of our eligible team members to reward them for their contribution to the business. Wow. And then I purposefully stay out of this next step in the process because I don't want to be persuasive or influencing the decision. But our teammates decide how to give the remaining 50, 50% to individuals and organizations in the communities where we live and work. What do you think that does to the morale and the ownership mentality of our team members. So wait a minute, 50% plus 50% 50. is 100%. Yeah. So you give away all the profit. Yeah. I'm <laughs> How are we doing? I'm speechless. And now, I, of course, we have owner's remuneration. and we, I'm sure you have a salary and an expense account, but still. Right. There's, there's 100% money, of the profit. There's owner's equity. There's And when I say profit, we allocate a portion of every gross dollar to profit first immediately right off the top. Okay. Most business owners operate in a sales minus expenses equals profit. We love profit first, don't we? You got we it, always Mike. pay ourselves first, don't we, Seth? You got it. Yeah, credit <laughs> to you. Shout out to you. Uh, pay yourself first. Shout out to Mike Malkowitz, who developed the Profit First platform. But we've, exactly. we've been following that platform for several years. And so we... Uh, there, there's, of course, residual surplus income left over in the businesses. We're not giving away everything, but we allocate that percentage to say, look, of all the gross revenue, 5% goes into the profit first, and then 50% of that every quarter gets distributed to teammates. The remaining 50% is given. And I'll tell you, the morale, the ownership mentality of our team is just incomparable to, to other companies. Uh, like I other entrepreneurs it. look at me and go, uh, you're doing what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can, can you just slow down and run that by me one yeah. more time? And what then they test it. Speaking of the eighties. <laughs> and then they test it and they come back and they go, Jason, you're not going to believe the impact that this is having on our culture. This is absolutely something phenomenal. Is, something tells me that you've come across some of, uh, Augmandino's works in the past. I haven't. No, you haven't. You never read Augmandino? <laughs> no. Yeah, you, you have to read it. It's, it's the first book that I uh, fell in love with as a teenager. Literally committed the entire process to memory, so because I, I got tired of carrying the book around. It's called The Greatest Salesman in the World. It's oh, it's wow. a fictional story about uh, ten ancient scrolls, and one okay. of the first lessons that I learned in there was to be a giver because the the uh, hero of the story, Hafid, actually uh, every single month would take 15 or 20% out of his treasury and distribute among the poor in uh, Damascus where he grew up. So, um, and, and like you said, that percent went, got increased every quarter or every month when he did that. And, you know, he had the largest trade caravan in the world, but I think you might enjoy that read. It's called the greatest salesman in the world. It's, it's my favorite book all time. 
but you know, I have some that pop up now and again that I, that I enjoy. So I'm going to order that on Amazon right now. You should. And uh, grab uh, one of Seth and I's books here called Private Label. I got, it. Your Secrets. I got it at the conference. Oh, it talks. Have you read it yet? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay. It talks about creating a mafia offer. Like okay. when I had my uh, 60 seconds, exactly 59 and a half seconds before Bob Barker took the mic away from me. He said, you have 60 seconds to put your offer out there. And I thought, what's the most compelling thing I can say to get everyone's attention? And I put a mafia offer out there and our table blew up with interest and um, that's probably how we met you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it actually, yeah, it is. Cause that's what you did at the conference. <laughs> exactly. Seth, Hey, we're way, way, way over time. I would love to get Jason back here when we get an opportunity to, to I'd be do honored. a deep dive into what he's doing. Why don't you uh, do us a favor, man? Absolutely. Jason, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing the wisdom that you've picked up and sharing some of the tools that you guys have developed to make your life easier as an Amazon seller and an entrepreneur, everybody reach out to Jason. Um, obviously, he's a wealth of knowledge. So Jason, thank you so much for being a guest on the Post Purchase Podcast. We'll see you guys on the next episode. It was an honor to be with you. Thank you.